welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Ruth Browning. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. God. Thank you, Father, for your anointing and your presence right now, Lord God. Hallelujah. Matthew 19 and verse 13. Then the little children were brought to him that he might put his hands on them and pray. But the disciples rebuked them. And Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Don't forbid them. The kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And he lays his hands on them. And in Mark adds in Mark 10, 16, he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them and blessed them. We need to bring our children to Jesus. It was obviously important. It was obviously important to bring them to Jesus, to bring them physically to Jesus. It, Jesus didn't sort of go, look, they don't need my blessing, they've got you, or they're fine, don't worry about them. He was into them coming to him physically so that they could be blessed. So let me encourage all of you to bring your children to Jesus. Bring them to church. That's a, that's a basic, isn't it? Bring them to church. Bring them, in, bring them to his ministers. Let them, let them on, like these little children learned that Jesus was someone special. Let people come to church and teach them that there are special people at church. It will be such a great help for your children to be raised up when they see that the lessons that you are teaching them at home, it isn't just dad, but what do you know? Pastor Chris teaches the same thing. Tim teaches the same thing. Byron, it's just incredible the difference it makes for your children to be raised in the house of God and to have the, the same lessons taught by all these people and to have other people around them who are just a great example of God. I cannot tell you one of the greatest things that we ever did was bring our children to, to church all the time. Uh, all the time. That, obviously our children spent a lot of time in church and it was just wonderful. And I know that our children, you know, we are not perfect parents by any means but it was great to have other men and women around for our kids to look up to as examples. And even just with different personalities. You know, not all of our children are exactly like us. <laughs> they're giving me some funny looks at the moment, but they're not. Um, and it was nice for them to be able to speak to their youth leader or to look up to some, you know, a man with a, with a, a different character from Chris, say, and go, well, I, I, I'm not exactly like Dad, but I'm, I'm more like this guy. Or, you know, maybe he's not a muso, but this one is. You know, they, they learnt. And I'm so grateful to many of you here who helped to raise my children. And I encourage you to bring your children to church so that we can help you too. And it's just an incredible blessing for children to be raised in the house of God. I'm just looking at Tony and Tanya there who've been around. You know, they used to hold my, my children in their arms and help me to nurse them when I was preaching. And uh, I'm, I'm getting a bit teary. Sorry, I hate it when this happens. Like, oh, okay. You've got to sort of like, you know. Um, but Tanya, I don't know, she took a little bit of a shine to, to Luke perhaps, I don't know. Um, he was very good looking as a child. They're all good looking, but he was very good looking. And uh, <laughs> those, those great big brown eyes. Anyway, Tanya sweetly decided that for whatever reason, I don't know how it started, but she would buy Luke 
lollies on his birthday. And that tradition just can't... We got to the stage where Luke used to love going to church on the Sunday nearest his birthday because he knew that Tanya was going to have a lovely treat for him. And it was just one of those cute little things, you know. And, it's, and, and actually it was quite funny because I think she sort of came to a, a stage, she thought, well, you know, he can go and buy his own lollies now. Maybe I shouldn't buy them. I don't know what age this was. I won't say because it might be embarrassing. But he, he, he just came to church one Sunday. And Tanya thought, well, he's growing up, you know, he can get his own lollies. And he was a little bit put out, you know. Where, where are my lollies, Tanya? And Tanya was like, oh, okay. So, the, the, I don't know, I don't know, does it still happen? Probably still does. But <laughs> Luke, let it be known that these traditions are not to stop. So, you know, things like that, just how can you even, you know, it's so precious. And so, let me encourage you to bring your children to church and, um, and know that, you know, that Jesus wants our children. They're very precious to him. And, and he, you know, obviously he made them. I've got a couple of quotes from my children here. Bethany asked once, where was I before I was born? And I said, you were in God's heart. She said, I remember that. <laughs> I went, okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so, you know, they, um, every one of our children was in God's heart, planned and, and precious and uh, whether our children remember it or not, that's where they were. So it's wonderful to bring them. It's wonderful to dedicate them. We have a lovely ceremony where we dedicate our children. Let me encourage you to do that. That, again, is important. Every now and again, people are like, oh, you know, I, I didn't do that, whatever. It's just, it's like, no, no, it's, it matters. These things matter. Let's do it. Another one of my children, um, you know, and all our children came from God's heart and we want them all to end up in heaven. And another story is uh, when we were actually we were in Moscow and we were in a, a, a high rise staying in an apartment for a, a weekend. And I remember Hudson looking over the apartment, which was a long way up. And he said to me, um, what would happen if I jumped off this balcony? He was probably about three. And um, I said, well, Hudson, you'd probably die. And he said, and then what would happen? I said, well, you you go to heaven. Um, and he said, oh, well, why don't I do it then? Because <laughs> I'd obviously been raving about heaven a little bit too much, you know, like how wonderful it is. Kids love hearing about heaven. He was thinking, well, you know, let's just get on with it. Just jump, go to heaven. Like, and I go, no, no, no. I said, no, because you're too young to go to heaven. And he goes, oh, I said, you, you have work to do for Jesus here on earth first. And then you can go to heaven. And he was good with that. He was like, yeah, all right, fine. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm, glad I, I'm glad I taught him that lesson, like, there and then. He didn't try it out. So, um, so bring your children to Jesus because they're very precious. We want them to end up with Jesus in the end. We bring them to church. We bring them to our ministers. We bring them to other men and women of God. And, and then he says, he says, I mean, the disciples rebuked these people. And he said, let them come. Don't forbid them. It's, uh, you know, the old version was suffer the little children to come to me. But the thought there is to receive and welcome them. To receive and welcome the children to Jesus and to realise that, that, so it's not just sort of let them come once and get blessed. It's continually bring them into the presence of God, continually 
us too, as Jesus did, we welcome them into our worlds. And it's so important these days that we do that because it seems like there's other things that are more important sometimes than our children. You know, we, we were in a world where it's like, you know, I have to have my career and I have to do this and I have to do that. And I'm not just talking about women, I'm talking about men and women. And it's like, you know, the children, can someone else look after the children? Can, can someone else do that? Because, because I, you know, and I, of, course it's, of course I understand we have to work and of course we have to work out childcare and all that. I'm not speaking against that. I'm just speaking against, about an attitude. And the attitude is our children are number one in our world. They're given to us by God. They're very precious and we prioritise them and we work out our career around them and we work out, and in church too, you know, it's just such a blessing to be able to go out and teach them and be with them. It's wonderful. I want every single person in, the, in this building to be on volunteering. You don't have to do it every month, but at least, you know, do it a couple of times a year. Go out there. You get so blessed. We, it's not like sort of, I need to be in the service. It's like, why? You're in here a lot, you know. Go out and be with the kids. There's nothing more important than raising up our children. And Jesus rebuked the disciples for that attitude of kind of like, you know, the, the, you, you need to be off on the side. You just go out back there while we do what's important. His attitude was, no, 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 no. Bring the children in. They are important. They are wonderful. And, you know, it's just... It's just important to have our children close and be a part of our Christian walk and understand that he said this, the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these, that they see and understand parts of the kingdom that we miss sometimes. And so not only do we recognise the high priority that our children have, but we, we learn so much from them. You know, we, they're, they're so amazing. They see that, the, he said, the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Now, I know it's talking about, and I'll get on to that, people who are childlike, but also actually children. You know, I, I have a friend who, she's not even really following the Lord. She's an older lady, but she remembers when she was young, in, this is in Denmark, because she found out that I was a Christian and she said, I, I believe in what you believe in. She said, because when I was young, I remember seeing angels dancing around the Christmas tree. I said, really? She said, yes, it was the most wonderful thing. And they were dancing. And so I always knew that there was a spiritual realm and that there were angels. And, and another little girl that um, I was talking to a friend, she said, this little girl was talking about her prayer times. And she said how she liked to pray. And she said, first of all, I like to get up and have a little dance with Jesus. And I just thought, oh, we can all learn from that, can't we? First of all, I like to just have a dance with Jesus. I love that attitude. So let us make sure that children are our high priority, that we, we not only bring them to Jesus, but we welcome and receive them to us because we have Jesus in us. And I know that um, when uh, um, Aaron uh, was you know, moving on from being the children's ministry director, we didn't really know who else to do it. So I thought, oh, look, I'll just do it for a while because I'm Honestly, I'm happy to do anything. I don't, I don't think it makes any difference what you do for the Lord. You just serve the Lord. If the toilets need cleaning, clean the toilets. If, the, if this needs to be decorated, decorate it. If you need a children's church director, you do it. I, that is my attitude. I, I never think of one job as being better than the other. I just do whatever needs to be done. I like Justin, you know, we, he's playing the bass. He says, oh, we need a new guitarist. So he says, oh, I'll learn to play the guitar. I love that attitude. We need to all have that attitude. If ever you hear someone say, oh, we need more children's ministry workers, go, oh, I'll do that. Just do whatever, just what difference does it make? We just serve the Lord. So I, so I said to Chris, oh, I'll do, the, I'll do that. 
I'll do that for a while. I don't mind. I'll find out if there's someone else better suited, but I'll do it. And now I'm like, oh, this is so fun. I should have done this before. Who knew? I should have, should have sacked Aaron earlier and got in there because it's fun. I'm having an absolute ball. It's the best thing ever. You've just got these fabulous kids who are teaching us and it's so great to be out there and I'm just absolutely loving it. I don't know if I'll ever give it up. I was sort of thinking I might sort of get someone else who's good and raise them up but I'm like, I don't know if I will now. I quite rather like this job. So, you know, isn't it lovely that when you, when you decide to serve and just get involved and certainly this is the case with the kids, you realise how wonderful it is. It's always, we, we serve, the Bible says in Psalm 100, serve the Lord with gladness. And it's true. You serve the Lord and you decide to be glad, but it's also you serve the Lord and you go, oh, this is, I'm, I'm happy. I, I really enjoy doing this. So uh, Matthew 18, 18 and 1 to 6 says this. Jesus had a lot to say about children. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child to him and set him in the midst of them. So interesting there's just children hanging around, notice. They're not, they're not whooshed off. They were, he, this kid was right there and he grabbed this child. And he said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of offences. I'm always fascinated by Jesus' ministry. So basically he's saying you need to be like a child and you need to serve the Lord and all that. And if you don't, you may as well die. That's what he says. Can you imagine if I preach that? Like just, It would be better for you to die than to hurt one of these children. That's how, because he's saying temporal death i.e. death on earth be better for you to suffer that death be drowned than any kind of eternal punishment for hurting any of these children so you know God loves our children and they're very precious to him and anyone who is abusing a child or hurting a child that's very very that touches God's heart in a, in a way that you know Jesus was warning about um, if, but not just causing them to sin in the sense of you know, hurting them, but even just neglecting them, neglecting their spiritual health or, 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 or teaching them bad attitudes or, or, or setting a bad example because you got attitude and so what do you know, your kids end up with that attitude or you don't like this or that or whatever and then the kids get it or you, you want to follow some, you know, mongrel religion and add, add to your Christianity other stuff that God doesn't add then, and you teach your children that, God's saying you... You're, you're a fool. You'd be, better, you'd be better off. And a millstone was a big rock too. It was making sure that you drown. You'd be better off dead. So wow, wow, just throwing that in there because it was in all these nice passages about children. And then I read that and I thought, well, it's there. I'll read it. So, you know, it's good to have a bit of warning amongst all of this. But the lesson is there that we receive their children, we learn from them, but also that we must be like them. That not only do we, we teach them, we need to learn from them. He says, we need to be like a little child, not foolish and childish and unwise, but there are certain things, and I, you know, we don't have time to go through them all in detail, but certain attitudes that children have, and when we spend time with them, it reminds us, oh, I need to be like that. I remember when my kids were little ones, watching them play in the playground, and, uh, and they were so happy. And I remember saying to the Lord, 
I'd like to be as happy as those children. <laughs> so if you want to be as happy as a child, you've got to be like a child. It's like, okay. I think I might have actually then gone and went down the slippery dip, but, um, <laughs> which isn't a bad thing to do. But let me just throw out some things that children have that we can learn from them. They are in submission and they accept it. Kids understand that they don't get to, especially little kids, obviously they start fighting as they get older, <laughs> but little kids know that, you know, if, mum needs, if I need to hold mummy's hand when I cross the road, I better do it because I'll just get run over if I don't. You know, they, they get that they need help. They get this concept of, I'm a kid, help me. We can learn from that. I'm, I'm, I'm a kid, what do I know? I mean, all these silly people that think that they can analyse God and understand the ways of God, they need to just go, just be like a child. You don't understand the universe, okay? You really don't. You don't know how it began. You don't know how it's going to end. Just hold his hand. Let him cross the road with you, you know? Like, we don't get everything. We need to have that attitude like children to be in submission to our Heavenly Father. We need to be humble like a child. Children are very lowly. They don't have tickets on themselves. You know, the child of a king, little Prince George right now, he might be playing with the children of tradies in that school of his and he wouldn't know, he doesn't care. You know, apart from the fact he's got minders all around him. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's very common for children to have no concept of, they don't, you know, what does your dad do? Oh, no, I don't think I'll play with you. They're just like, let's play together. And, it, you know, it's not till they're older that they start to, get a sense of having the right dress or the right clothes or whatever. We need to have that attitude, that humility. We don't care about position. We don't care about where you live or how much money you have. We just, we're humble. We love one another. We play together. We work together. Children are not anxious. They're not worried about the mortgage. They just assume that there's going to be a bedroom when they come home. You know, <laughs> one of our kids, remember you, you changed, what was, I can't remember that story. You changed the study. And, uh, oh, don't worry, I won't tell it because I don't know it that well. But, um, but ch the children are very, they just trust. Mum and Dad have got it provided for. They're full of joy. I was talking to Mrs Cooper the other day who teaches her year five children, Bethany over there, um, and uh, I was asking her about them and she was saying how their outlook is different because they want to enjoy life. And she was saying how, because, you know, she's teaching them every day. She says they're quick to move back to joy. They, they, they'll get upset. They'll have a fight. They do, and, you know, they have to deal with things. But then they deal with it. And then they, oh, then they're playing again. They don't, you know, we need to have that attitude. We, we do have to deal with things. But we need to learn how to move back to joy like a child does. How to give that anxiety to God and move back to a place of trust. That's the way children are. And they're joyful about the simplest things. We can so learn from this. So Bethany was actually asking them recently, what, what makes you joyful? And she said they answered quickly and simply. So things like my family, my friend, my mummy, my daddy, the sky, the dog, trees, a flower. These were the things that make these children happy. Very simple things. Do they make us happy? You see what I'm saying? We need to be like children and remember how wonderful it is to have a blue sky or a tree. A tree. One of the children, I love this, said, my bunny, if I had a bunny. <laughs> how cute is that? I thought that's the sweetest answer because you heard someone else say, the bunny made happy. She goes, my bunny makes me happy if I had one. But that's kind of like almost a God thing too. It's like, well, we don't sort of, you know, what makes you happy? My husband, he, he's coming. You know, he's on the way or, you know what I'm saying? It's almost prophetic, isn't it? It's like, well, I'm happy about 
about thing I don't even have yet. That's, that's actually a very incredibly spiritual answer. So, yes, children, uh, the Bible says, to desire the milk of the word like a child. We need to be hungry like children, especially little children who just yell and scream when they don't get fed. That's our attitude. We've got to be childlike, like, I want the word of God. I want to learn more about God. I want to learn more about God. I want to give me more about God. <gasps> Where's the Bible? This is what a child is like. They're desperate to eat. And God says, be like a child in your desire for the word of God. Not like, do I have to read the Bible? Oh, no, I haven't read the Bible today. Oh, I better. You've never seen a child do that, have you? I have to eat, uh, uh, I guess. I mean, that's just not, especially not babies. So we need to have, to be childlike. So um, one last little story from my children at Christmas time, Hudson asked, why do we give each other presents? And I said, well, it's Jesus' birthday and we can't give him any physical presents. So we give them to each other and that makes Jesus happy. And he said, oh. He said, well, we could take him a present when we go to heaven. And I said, that's beautiful, Hudson. What would you give him? And he said, jewels. I said, what sort of jewels? And he said, a gold crown. <laughs> and I thought, wow, out of the mouths of babes. Because it literally says that we will have crowns and we will throw them before him and we will give him our crowns because they will, everything, anything that we accomplished on earth will be kind of meaningless compared to being with him. Sorry. So um, mums and dads, write down everything your kids say because they're very cute. <laughs> they make you cry, but they're cute. But how wonderful to be able to go to heaven and give him our crowns, which we will one day. If we've served the Lord and we've put our hearts into ministering, and especially in, 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 at the moment in this ministry, in loving those children, let me encourage you to be involved. You know, we do get crowns and rewards in heaven. And, but, but it will be like, we didn't do it for the crown. We give you the crown. We give everything, everything that was wonderful here on earth was for you and, it, and you made it wonderful and it was worth it because I got to, I got to serve you on earth and I'll get, I will get rewards in heaven but my reward is, is pleasing him. That's my reward. And so let me encourage you to, to be like a child, to learn from our children, to receive and welcome our children. Believe me, your input you know, whatever it is, you might have a little hello. You might even play with a child right now as we're outside. It has a real impact on the children as they grow up. Praise God. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.